Hello and welcome back to the Teacher Let Your Light Shine podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Oliver, and so, so excited for you to be here today because I know I sat where you are thinking, what am I doing as I leave my teaching profession? What am I going to do about the money? What am I going to do about starting a school? Am I really going to have the finances that I need in order to pay my bills, provide for my family, and all the other things that we want to do together as a family, our, our goals and our dreams? And now I sit in the same place as a three-year micro school builder, looking at expanding our micro school for the fourth year, looking at investments, looking at property. And I want you to know that financial planning is a real thing. And it's also a very overwhelming topic for many people. In today's episode, I want to talk to you just about the basics of preparing financially to leave your teaching career, to start your thing, whether it's your tutoring business, your micro school, your homeschooling business, your learning pod, whatever it may be. I just want to sit with you as if we were sitting at Starbucks with a nice warm cup of you know what. And just talking about what to do, how to chip away at this, where to even start, the mindset you that you need to embrace to get you through. And I just want you to know there is so much hope. There is so much beauty in you being able to let go of where you currently are and embracing something new. There is so much hope for the, for the income and the increase that you can have by starting your own business. But I also know that it feels overwhelming to know where to begin. So in this episode, we're just going to have a wonderful conversation to help you to get started, to ignite the fire, to start one thing today. One of these that I'm going to give you a list of action items. One of these you can get started with today. I know that I have been on the other end of a podcast, listening to figure out how to square away, my, square away my finances, to figure out where to even begin, how to get organized, where does my money go, how much should I put aside. I remember all of this, and I still go through things as we are building and growing. So I want you to know that you're not alone. You don't have to have it all figured out. But in today's podcast, I'm going to help you get a solid ground to at least taking action on one thing. So let's hear it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Again, we are so happy that you are here and wanting to remind you 
that you only have a few days left to take advantage of the $100 off your full business bundle. This is the last sale that we will have on our business bundle. The parent partnership, the introductory packet, the brochure, the flyer, the handbook, the contract, the welcome letter, all of it is included in the business bundle. That is what you are going to get. You already get a discount whenever you purchase all of those items to get your business started. Go back to the past couple episodes where I've talked about the business bundle. I also reference other very important episodes for you to get your hands on those products that are going to help you chip away at all of the basic foundations that you need to get your business up and started, no matter if you're doing a learning center, a learning co-op, a homeschooling business, a micro school, a tutoring business. All of these items are influential for you, for your parents, for your students, for you to create a process for not only marketing your services, but enrolling and creating safety around your services. So again, head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. Go through, look at each and every item. And then once you go to the business bundle, click on that. You don't need to enter in a code. It's already for our March Madness, our one year celebration of having the business bundle available. Please go ahead and snag that up. You will be able to go and check out without a code or anything, but the offer ends at midnight on March 31st. So go right now, www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. If you have questions, please email me. I'd be more than happy to explain anything that you have about the business bundle or just plug into our Facebook group. Ask the people who have received it. They will tell you the blessings that they've had, the amount of stress and relief and time that they've been able to save by getting their documents ready to go so that they can focus on the other parts of their business which speaking of is your finances. So let's get into this. I want to first start off by sharing with you. If you've never heard my story before, I talk on several episodes in the past about my journey of leaving teaching. And I honestly didn't leave thinking I wanted to make more money anywhere. That's not what I was planning on doing. That is not the heart of why I even got into the teaching was not about the money. And that's not why I left. I left because I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel myself in a sense. I, to be honest with you, I I wanted to feel my motherhood again. I wanted to know who I was as a person. I wanted to know what it was like to step out of a classroom anytime that I wanted to and to get fresh air. I wanted to be free. That's really what I wanted. I wanted the shackles to be off of me. I wanted to live my life. I wanted to go and be the person that God created me to be. And although he had paved the way through teaching for many, many years, I felt so drained. I was burnt out. I was tired. But I also loved my job, which is the crazy part. I loved my job. I really didn't want to leave. I didn't know where I was going. And long story short, I left teaching said that I would help my husband with his painting business, but the whole time, the six months that I had left teaching, I had left in the summertime all the way until December, my husband and I, um, he started a painting business. He left his corporate America job. We were crazy. We were just like, you know what? We are ready to blaze this trail. We've always said that we want to be entrepreneurs, but we don't know where we're going or what we're doing. Let's just do it together. And it was hard. It was tough. I had a miscarriage in the meantime. 
We had two daughters. We had a van that was paid off, but it was falling apart. We lived in a rental house. We had a home in Missouri that we had not sold yet. So that's why we had not purchased. And I'm not ashamed of my story. But in the moment, I was petrified. But guess what? It never kept me where I was. It never kept me there. As a matter of fact, I was happy to be without the money, in a sense, than to be stuck in a position that I was no longer being fueled by. It was just stealing my joy. It was stealing my life. It was stealing, it was stealing my freedom to go to the bathroom, to go anywhere that I needed to throughout the week without having to take off and ask permission from somebody. Now, I will say that after December, after a rigmarole of emotions and my husband starting a painting company and it was of course started off slow my daughters each started new schools because they had went to the school that I had been teaching at my daughter started middle school my other one started a brand new school I did have a job I was a entrepreneur slash jewelry sales girl I mean if anybody knows me they know that I ran the race I enjoyed it I had fun it was a great a way for me to express myself. I was on social media. I had my business page. I was really enjoying myself. I loved being able to touch jewelry. I'm a very handsy person. But of course, that wasn't me. That wasn't my love of my life was selling jewelry. That was just an expression. And that was something for me to make money in the meantime. So come December, after a miscarriage and my husband's business going slow, I want you to know we were not hurting for money. I don't know how ends met, but they were met. And that goes honestly to the glory of God. I will say that we were doing our best to make things add up and and save money. But at the same time, I was just so elated to not be where I was, to be totally honest with you, that I just kept trying to figure things out. And that's what this episode is about. When it comes to financial planning, I am not at all going to pretend that I know every single thing to do. I'm being absolutely transparent with you, but I will tell you this. I have learned through experience that if you keep asking, seeking, and knocking, you will get the answer. And I have had a turnaround in my relationship with money since I became an entrepreneur and Not just a turnaround in financial increase. I have had a turnaround with my relationship with money, with my understanding with money, with my security, with not being scared, not having a life of scarcity. I really believe that we were trained, indoctrinated throughout our country, throughout even our career as teachers to have a spirit of lack. And I'm so grateful to say that in this moment, I truly feel more abundant, more abundant blessings and can see more opportunities than I would have ever seen before. But let me tell you where that came from. It came from experience. I did not gain this abundant mindset through walking straight out of my classroom doors and into my house and into entrepreneurship. No, I was scared to death. I fell flat on my face. And guess what? No one else knew. We survived. We still had the food on the table. We still made a way. We still were able after the full year of me being off, so to speak, from teaching, 
We were still able to buy a brand new van. How the money came in, I'm telling you, it's not as if we had thousands upon thousands squared away in our bank account. But it came in. And it's been consistent since. And today's episode, I want to share with you just things that I've learned along the way. Yes, there are tried and true tried and true strategies, ones in which I set with my coaching clients and we go and we peck through the numbers and we work through the mess and the mud. My husband has gotten coaches to help him to understand from a business perspective about money. I have hired coaches to help me and I am on the other side. But I want you to know that it took me just having the experience and willing to try and willing to set with notebook papers and pencils and pens and letting it be messy for a while. And it didn't feel good all the time. But now I know without a shadow of a doubt that I have come so far and you can too. So if you're wanting me to give you all of the X and the Ys and the Zs and what you need to plan for, I'm not going to do that in this episode because that will be very overwhelming. I save that for the people that I coach. It's very specific to their need and it's my very favorite part because I will tell you 99% of the people that I coach come to me without knowing anything to do with their finances. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to be scared of. It's the truth. You step away from this career that you've gotten the same amount each and every time. And then you go into entrepreneurship and you're going into building a business or building a school or building a homeschooling business that you've never done before. It's okay if you don't know. That is why you get people to help you. And that's why sometimes you got to sit in your bed or in your couch or in your chair or at a diner and you just got to get some paper and some pencil and you show up and you start doing the work and it gets messy. You go through your files, you go through your bank accounts. It gets messy for a little bit, but I promise you, you don't have to have it all figured out right now. Recently in our Facebook group, I asked our teacher friends and parents what it was that they needed the most help with right now. And the topic that they needed the most help with when it came to starting a business revolved around financial planning. And I get it. I can understand that it is a major force of anxiety. If we don't make the money, then we're afraid that our business is going to fail. Yet at the same time, in the same breath, we also make the comment that we're afraid to know or to price too high for our clients, knowing that if we don't make the money, our business isn't going to survive. This is very, very common. I sat right where you are too. And so you may be wondering about financial planning and about how much to price and how much to pay, pay people. But it all starts with what I'm going to share with you today. You may be wondering about your taxes and profit, the profit first method. If you've never listened to the episode where I talk about the pro, the profit first method, that is episode, I think 98, 99, 100, somewhere around there. Go back and listen to that. I also have a free sheet for you to get started on www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash resources. There is a free resource called the profit first, and I created a chart for you. You can go and look at that. That is very helpful if this is something that you need to get started in. That might be your takeaway today is to look at the profit first method. That is how to take the money that comes in and how to sort it out into different buckets. 
That might be what you need to get started with today. Or you may just be in the place going, I am overwhelmed and I have no idea where to start with my finances. I don't check my bank accounts. I don't check my bills. I don't have things on auto pay. I don't know when the last time I even calculated how much I spent on groceries. I get that too. And so today we're just going to talk about some very basic baby steps that all of us can take no matter what part of the journey that you are on. So let's talk about even if you are on and if you've got it all figured out and you're thinking about retirement planning, this is still the episode for you. So I want to first start off by saying that not everything is going to be clear cut in entrepreneurship, but guess what? You're sailing in the same boat as many, many, many hundreds and millions and thousands of other entrepreneurs. Welcome to entrepreneurship world. Guess what? You're going to make it. I want you to first know that you've got to have grace for yourself. You're not going to know exactly how much you need. So just relax. Take a deep breath. It's okay. You're not going to know. I know you want to know. I know that you want a number because that feels good to you and that feels safe. But I'm sorry. You're not going to have the exact number when you first start out into entrepreneurship. But we can try to get close. We can make some projections. We can make some estimates. We can keep track as we go. You don't have to have complete control over your finances in order for this to be successful. You just need some discernment. You need some guidance. And you need some practical daily, weekly steps in order to make this happen. So here we go. What you really need to start off with is this. Where do I start? That's your question. And I'm going to tell you this. You start right where you are with what you have. Go log into your bank account. Go write down how much money you have in your bank account. Just start there. Add up in all your bank accounts how much money you have. If you've got a credit card, take the amount that you have in your bank accounts and subtract how much you have in credit card debt. That will tell you how much cash flow you have. Just start right there. You don't have to be scared about it. You don't have to go, oh God, but it's not a lot. It's okay. Let's just start by gaining some ground on where we are. Let's just do that. And that is okay. That's step one. How much money do you have in your bank accounts? Step one. How much money do you have in your retirement account? If that's what is is really hard pressing you. How much money do you have in investments? If that's something that's really catching your attention. What is it that's just grabbing at you and gnawing at you and you just don't know? Let's start there. So start out with how much money you have. Start off with any debt that you have. Let's just get clear on the numbers. And guess what? You don't have to have a fancy spreadsheet. You don't have to have a fancy program. Just a piece of paper and a pencil. Now, I've got spreadsheets and I have fancy programs. I do have that and I love them. I use QuickBooks and I use Monarch Money, friends. I am obsessed with Monarch Money. It is a new program that I got about four months ago. I love, love, love it. It organizes my personal, my finances, my business, everything. It's so good. I'm not telling you to go to do that right now. But you don't have to start off with fancy programs or spreadsheets. As a matter of fact, my husband and I were at dinner the other night and we're sitting there thinking about an investment opportunity about purchasing a house, which was going to be at the top of our budget. And 
So we needed to know with 10% down how much money we needed, how much cash we needed. Then we needed to know with what we're trying to build for our school, how much money that was going to take. And we started breaking it all down. And let me tell you, the numbers were like, whoa, okay, with putting this much down, 10% at the cost of this house, plus we weren't just thinking of building, let's just say, a small little building in the back. We've got some plans to build probably two or three container schools in our backyard, maybe even having a couple yurts, running plumbing, running electricity. That really adds up over the long haul. And so when we looked at it, we are like, okay, now we know. And guess where I did that? Guess where I did that math at? In my planner. In my planner. So instead of setting at dinner going, okay, how much do you think it's going to be? Okay, yeah. I went, I just, I had my planner in my notebook, in my backpack, and I pulled it out, and I had out a pencil, and I sat with my husband, and we just started chicken scratching numbers down. And I was like, all right, I also know that we got this in this account, this in this account, we got this, we got this. I started adding up our money. Although I knew I could, I could log on to Monarch Money, I knew that I could look at my fancy spreadsheets. I didn't want to do that right then. I wanted to get real tactical. I wanted the pencil in my hand. I wanted to feel the paper underneath my hand. And I wanted to set and do it while we're eating Thai food. Okay? And we went through and we jotted it all out. That right there was clarity. It didn't overwhelm me. The numbers were atrocious. They were big. They were bold. And let me just tell you, those numbers were not what I started with my first year. My first year, I started with, uh, here's the amount of money we have in our bank account, which is not a lot. And here's how much money I'll make if I get one or two kids. Okay. And I knew the money was going to flow in somehow. And we got to buy a new van. Okay. But all I needed to do was just get clarity. Maybe that's what you need to do to start off with when it comes to planning. How much money you have and just start writing out. Just anything that you know that you're going to need. In our instance, that was building, um, needing the money for our down payment and closing costs along with building the school. So let's start with what you have and where you are. And I would attach that to a goal. Not an income goal, just a goal. My goal is to purchase a house and also build a school in the back. That's my goal. How much can I do that for? Well, let's take a look. Here's how much money we have. Here's how much money we need. Here's what we need to consider. Um, Maybe we could get, and then from that conversation we went into, some fundraising ideas, some donation ideas, some in-kind labor where we could get people to come in and help us build without actually having to pay subcontractors. So from that moment of just writing down the numbers, we started to gain more clarity. Then we started estimating. Now again, estimating. We don't have proposals on how much the containers are going to be. We just started estimating. We started looking things up. We're also thinking about getting yurts. Have you seen those? They're, they are school classrooms in tents, but they're fancy tents. So we were looking at yurts and how much the yurts were going to be. And we started comparing the prices. And then you may say, well, I'm not there yet. I don't need another building or that or, you know, anything that elaborate, but I just need to think about my rent. Okay, well, let's talk about your rent. How much have our places going for rent at churches or in commercial properties? And you may say, well, I don't know. That's okay. Let's start putting some numbers to the paper. 
What if you did $1,500 a month in rent? $2,000 in rent? $3,000 in rent? Okay, $3,000 in rent. Let's go top dollar. $3,000 in rent times 12 is $36,000. Okay, well, I know for sure that we need to not only cover our rent, but I also need to get paid. And how much do I need to get paid? How much do I want to get paid? Let's write that number down. Oh, I need to have help. Okay, if I'm going to hire help, am I going to hire another certified teacher? Am I going to hire a pair of professional? Am I going to hire a college assistant? Who am I going to hire to help? Or how much am I willing to pay someone to help me? All right, let's add up all those numbers. Oh, let's just say I'm just going to make up a number. Oh, 100,000? Do not let that freak you out right now because that is not at all where I started out with, okay? I started out with me, myself, and I in my living room. No overhead. I charged curriculum fees. All I needed to make sure that I had was toilet paper, paper towels, and snacks. That's it. And I needed a new van anyway. So that was covered in a sense. So we just started doing the numbers. We started putting things down on paper. And you may be at the part where you go, okay, well, I figured out my rent. I figured out how much money I have. And now let me think about curriculum, which by the way, I'm just going to put a side note out there. I would have parents pay for curriculum. That is a separate fee attached to tuition. Boom, done. Supplies. Okay, let's think about what kind of supplies you might need. Toilet paper, paper towels, maybe you don't even need those. Do you need teaching supplies? Do you need furniture? Do you need any type of school supplies? Do you need something for your backyard? What kind of supplies do you need? Just write the word supplies and write some things down. Salary, how much do you want to make? We already talked about that. Let's not even talk about taxes right now. But if you do want to talk about taxes, I say this. You know, I'm not saying you have to plan for taxes, but if you are someone who wants to plan for taxes, plan 10% and see that by the end of the year, if you don't need 10%, that you've created for yourself a nice savings. I've never had to pay into my taxes. We're going into year four. I've yet to pay into my taxes. I'm always getting money back at the end of the year, but I'm still saving 10% of my paycheck into a tax bucket. And so at the end of the year, without having to pay into taxes, I have essentially save 10% of my salary, which has now become a savings account for our family. Hallelujah, right? So fun. Now that is talked more about in the Profit First episode, which is around 9,900, the 99,100 episode. Now, when it comes to those types of operating budgets, you're just going to have to estimate for, for now. And then You're going to go, okay, I've got all my expenses. Now I need to look at my pricing. I know how much my rent's going to be. I know how much I want to get paid. I know how much I am going to be paying in supplies or utilities. I'm going to know how much I'm going to pay to someone who's going to get hired. Let's just say that ends up being $100,000. That's like totally on the high end. Okay, but I'm just going to give that to you. Then you say, okay, how many kids can I have? Well, if I have 10 kids at at $10,000 in tuition, that's $100,000. Well, will that do it? All right, let's look at 20 kids at $10,000. Wow, that's $200,000. Let me deduct all of those things that I've been estimating out. How's that look? Are we starting somewhere? That's what we need to get to. Where are we starting? Are we chicken scratching out some numbers and some ideas? Another thing that I got into my now this year, I have... 
for every single student, I have it on a spreadsheet, for every single student, I've laid out one student, one through 20. And if all 20 of those students come at full price at $10,000, let's just say that's $200,000. But let's say I get five students at three days a week. Let's say that's 7,600. Now I'm going to take five times 7,600 and that equals, let's just say 40,000. Okay, so now if I have 20 students at 10,000 and five students at 7,600, now I'm about at $2,240,000 a year. Now let me subtract my projected, projected expenses. That's what we're doing. Now I know that every time I sign up a student, I'm like, okay, student number nine times the full amount of tuition. All right, I'm at 90,000 right now. All right, let's go into student number 12. Or I've got 12 students at 10,000. I'm just making this as simple as possible. 10 stu 12 students at 10,000, that's 120,000. And now I have three students at part-time. How much is that? Do you have a chart to where you can go and get super clear on if I have this many students at this price, this is how much it's going to be so that you are no longer walking around fuzzy. Let's start there. Let's do that. Let's get a chart for how many students you're going to have as far as pricing goes so that you're always clear on how many students you need to hit that number. If you're wanting to know about discounts and sibling discounts and things of that nature, I totally understand. But you're not able to identify those numbers until you first start off with how much you need, how much is going to be required of you if you have any type of overhead. And you need to know, can you give a sibling discount if you only have two students or four students or six students? When will you hit the threshold that you'll be able to give a sibling discount? It takes doing just some basic math. I promise we don't have to get super fancy with creating, like I said, spreadsheets and buying new programs. Let's just get good at just knowing where we're at. Then once you can know where you're at and where you are going, once you know where you're at, then let's focus on where we're going. Then let's focus on how we're going to get there, how we're going to price our, price our, our services. Now, once you're there and you're like, okay, I'm there though, then let's start talking about when you get your profit, what you're going to do with that money. That goes into the profit first method. Maybe that's where you start today. If you're like, okay, well, I got, I, I got all of that squared away. I'm pretty good with my finances. I'm just worried that if I don't make X amount of money, what do I do? How about we come up with a backup plan? What can you do? to make up for the for the cost that you need. Can you tutor? Can you do after, after school programs? Can you do enrichment nights? Can you do parent nights out? Can you do summer camps? Let's come up with a backup plan. Maybe that's where you start. It's a backup plan. And last but not least, if you're looking at retirement planning or any type of further investments or even just coaching and mentoring and you want someone to sit down and show you the numbers and show you operating budgets and all of that, I can definitely be that for you. I've hired mentors myself. Maybe your next step is to hire the person, to hire the person to help you, to make the investment to save you time, money, and energy in the long run so that you can gain clarity and you can gain more understanding of where you are and where you're going. Start there. Either way, you're going to do well. I promise. As long as you do the work to just trying to figure it out, the answers will come to you. 
But the worst thing you can do is to keep going on walks and not putting the pencil to the paper or keep driving around and thinking about it or keep going to dinner and not putting the paper to the pencil or not dialing the phone number or not emailing the person or not purchasing the thing. Go purchase the thing. Go hire the person. Go and get the piece of paper and the pencil. Start there. That's how we start planning. You know that's how we start lesson planning. We get the paper and the pencil. We got the ideas. Let's put it down. You didn't need a fancy spreadsheet or a fancy system to help you to plan. Let's use that same advice and that same strategy for ourselves. And when it comes to helping us plan for a situation that we're not so clear about yet. And it's okay. Sit down. Grab yourself a nice drink. Put yourself in a good mood. Turn on some music. And just have a relationship with your money for a minute. Start there. I hope that blessed you and inspires you and gives you permission to start small. Don't forget, you've got just a few days left to grab your business bundle at teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. And I can't wait to hear more about where you are financially. Send me an email. Hop into our Facebook group. Let us know what you need the most help with. We're always here for you and we can't wait to connect with you further. Make sure you go to Facebook. That's Teachers Let Your Light Shine Micro School Community and grab that this bundle because you've only got a couple days left. We'll see you soon. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.